One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Relatable, and I'm your host, Star. Hello, hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Relatable. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to be inside your ear holes and we are back to regular programming now. We're not being naughty, we're sticking to the system, dropping episodes on Wednesday and I am fresh out of a weekend of celebrating and spending time with so many incredible people. I tell you what though, at 27, you just can't back it up like you used to. Like I swear I used to go out until 6am when I was 18 and then go to work at seven and now I stay out till midnight and I'm as stale as that fucking piece of bread sitting on your kitchen bench but lots of fun nonetheless and I cannot believe that we are kind of essentially only a couple of hours away from Christmas I mean it's still a couple of days but realistically it's like 70 to 90 whenever you listen to this it's fucking happening guys it is really happening and I'm so excited to be joined by an absolute powerhouse of a woman today her name is Jess and she's the owner of a business called Collectively Organized and if the name doesn't speak for itself what Jess does is helps people get more organization in their life essentially helps them get their shit together so she goes into people's homes organizes their spaces but also does a lot of work uh, I guess in other areas of organization which we will get into but before we do that just a couple of updates on what the fuck is happening in my life at the moment This one's super random, but I got banned from liking things on Instagram. I think Instagram thought I was like a bot or something. I went to like my friend's photo and then it came up. It was like, we're detecting suspicious activity. You've been like blocked from this action for X amount. I'm like, excuse me, I haven't fucking done anything wrong. I'm just trying to support the queens. Come on, Instagram, get out of my way. Before we jump into the chat with Jess, I am going to do everyone's favorite segment. And that is we are going to go into my TikTok DMs, comments and across. Instagram as well and I'm gonna pull some of my absolute favorites and there's been some fucking bangers this week I'll tell you everyone's just really excited that it's the end of the year and they're just uh, really deciding to be an absolute fuckwit all right so this one was on a TikTok I had that was a video of me standing in front of a media wall at the TikTok for you fest so uh, this person was clearly very happy and excited for me that I was there This is set up in Sydney to make people look famous. It's just a prop background. It's for the losers of TikTok. I mean, you couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it any better myself, mate. That is exactly what it is for. It's for all the fucking drop kicks just to stand in front of them and to make us look famous. Oh my God. I I replied. I was like, it's called a media wall, doll. Let me know if you'd like to be my plus one next time. And it's really funny when you actually call people out or reply to their comments, they often pivot what they're saying. So I replied to this dude and then he goes, Yeah, for sure. I would love to be a plus one, but no funny business, only as friends, okay? Like, I'm sorry, were you not just being an absolute fuckwit to me and now you want to be my plus one? I don't think so, mate. But no, that was great. Okay, another really great comment. This is, I think this, I like, I feel like framing this because it's so good. Okay, so this was on a video. I was with a couple of other TikTok creators who were signed by the same management as me. So I had Frenchie there, I had Will Gibb, Tom Ford, Um, and it was just me like sculling my drink, just being absolutely feral. And, uh, maybe this is why they said that. I feel like they are all real feral bogans just playing dress up. (laughs) I mean, 
you're not too far from the truth if I'm being totally honest. Oh my God. Guys, I just have to say, I do also get a lot of beautiful messages and comments, but I just like to read out the fucked up ones to you guys so we can all laugh together. You can laugh at my expense. Uh, That's all I've got for you this week. People have been very kind and sending me beautiful messages about the podcast and maybe because people know that I'm reading out their shit now, they're a bit more mindful, which is good. Think about your bloody actions before you go and write something on there. Okay, that's enough from me, guys. Let's get into my chat with Jess. You guys are going to absolutely love this and learn so much. She's an absolute legend. All right, guys, I'm so excited to be joined here today by someone very, very special. I have the incredible Jess from Collectively Organized on the podcast today. And Lord knows I need some fucking help when it comes to being organized. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you will know that my room, it's kind of like part of my personality to have a messy room. And Jess has even noted that I have an issue with putting stuff on my bed. So hopefully today we can sort that out and she is going to provide us some amazing information and tools on how to have less chaos in your life and how to be more organized. Jess, would you like to introduce yourself to the class? Oh, hello. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Jess Schultz. I have a in-home organizing business called Collectively Organized that I started this year. I have an 11-year-old son, I'm married, and I have a beautiful fur baby, Willow. So yeah, I just love helping people get their shit together, basically. (laughs) That is what we love. And really, that's why everyone's here on the Relatable Podcast, to get their shit together. And um, like I said, guys, I probably need help more than everybody else. So just before we get into the juicy stuff today, we've got a little bit of an icebreaker. Um, Now, in my first episode, you'll know that I shared my very first email address, which was money underscore honey 21. And I would love to know what was your first email address? Okay, so I will say that and I will raise you. I'm not hostile underscore I'm annoyed 25 at (laughs) hotmail.com. characters can you have in an email address well I it was just um and sorry for anyone that's thinking where if I heard that it's a line from how to um from 10 things I hate about you so that was you know really huge when I was a teenager and I had my first email address so that's how that came about oh my god well at least yours has a good story I was just a fuckwit and I just didn't <laughs> to anyone at least yours is like a nod to a great movie I love that I haven't watched that movie in so long that is amazing is that what Kat says is that one of her lines it's her line to Bianca when like she says to her you know and she's like I'm not hostile I'm annoyed And I was like, yeah, I'm taking that. (laughs) She's an absolute icon. Okay, I reckon let's get into some of the juicy stuff now. So within your business, you go into people's homes and like you said, help them get their shit together. So what is like one of the common, I guess, themes that you find when you go into people's homes? Like what is always the most chaotic area? So generally people... (laughs) reach out to me at first because of obviously the boom of pantry porn on Instagram and Pinterest. So I'm generally hired for, can you come in and do my pantry? But then it's, I'm talking to them and because I just love the overall 
helping and really getting to the root of like, you know, what's stopping you from being organized? Why do you want to be organized? And everything like that. So generally when I first come in, people are bringing me in for their pantry. But what I tend to notice is just these general life categories that get spread throughout the home, whether it be, you know, balloons and birthday candles, you know, from hanging over from different events or it's, um, you know, parts left over from a flat pack, you know, that you've built from Ikea. It's all of those things that can sort of get scattered around and have no home and float around that can really be a downfall. I guess, you know, for me and talking to people about being organised, and this is where the Pinterest and Instagram as I said, pantry porn and just organization porn in general. It's like, why do you want to be organized? If it's because you're trying to chase this perfectionism and you're shaming yourself that like, oh, if I'm organized, I'm going to be a better person, then, you know, that's really not going to be sustainable for you long-term. For me, being organized is about it's really safeguarding against your own behaviours that you're aware of. So that's where, if that's what you're like, that you're inconsistent in your energies and your enthusiasms for being organised, then just don't overcommit or get yourself in a massive tiz. Just be doing these different things to chip away at when you are in that, I guess, that enthusiasm that real motivated state, that it will just make a difference and safeguard that you're protected for when those days, when you're just a bit more fight or flight, you're a bit more like throwing things here, throwing things there. So for me, being organized is, and this is the main one that I talk to people about all the time as, as an example, it's having with you your favorite things when you want them. So start, I'm going to give you your own example. And I replied to you on a story once about this. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You were in the car. You were in the car, I believe. And you were looking for a lip gloss or something. And like you, you couldn't find it. And you were like, oh, I left it at home and damn it and all this. So this is where like one of the main things I say is have your favorite thing with you in multiple places. So for me, it's my favorite Mac lipsticks. This is what I say all the time. Honey Love Velvet Teddy, my two favorite lipsticks from MAC. I have three of each because I have them in the car. I have them both in my handbag and I have them both in my bathroom so that I don't need to take them from those places. And I always have them wherever I need them. And so this is where I feel like with being organized, people get it into their head that it has to be these these matching containers or this thing, but sometimes it can just be as simple as being set up with your favorite things in the places that you're going to be so that you're calmer and you're feeling better going into your day. Definitely. I mean, I've like made TikToks about this before as a joke that like the inside of your car reflects your mental state. So like you can have your shit together on the outside. And then if you look 
at the inside of someone's car. Like I cleaned mine out the other week and there was shit in the in my boot from when I moved two years ago. So like I just I need I need to address that. But I really like what you're saying about like it's not just about things looking good. It's about creating more, I guess, space in your brain and it does make you feel a lot calmer. And I know that, like, I know that if I have a clean room, I wake up and I feel so much better, so much more energized because that's one less thing that I have to think about. But how do you actually become more organized? Like, how do you build those skills? How do you create those new neural pathways when you have always been like a bit of a messy or chaotic person? I feel like the biggest one is having a concept of time of how long a task is going to take. because you know, I guess, and once again, giving you something, you know, you were talking about the screen protector on your phone, right? That thing that took five minutes for you to do. So the big one, say if you're in a share house and everything, um, a lot of people that I, I still currently work at Typo. So I work with a lot of people who live in share houses and things like that. They always talk about the battles with cleaning the kitchen and how much they hate cleaning the kitchen, Right. So I said, well, to create a better habit around your kitchen, do you actually physically know how many minutes it takes you to clean your kitchen? Oh, it takes like half an hour. No, it doesn't. Put your phone down. Actually time yourself on how long it takes to clean a kitchen after dinner and actually become aware of just how much time you are talking about. Because that's what I feel like people procrastinate or they overestimate the time it's going to take to do an activity. So that's when they don't do it. And then it becomes bigger and there's a bigger disorganizational mess around them. So that's where I always say, like, start with something, start with something small, like creating a better habit to keep your kitchen cleaner. But do you know how many minutes it takes? Like, I'm, I'm a mum with a husband and a son. It generally takes me nine minutes to completely clean my kitchen of a night time after dinner. And so that's where I can create that habit. So I go, I know, I know it's nine minutes. And I know that when I get up and I get ready in the morning, I'm going to feel nicer because I'm walking out to a clean kitchen. So automatically I don't have to think about that the next day. Whereas I feel like people who are a bit more disorganized or who are procrastinating, they're actually overestimating the time that they need to invest in that activity that, you know, as you said, like to just bite the bullet and go and do it. But it's like, no, just be realistic of actually seeing how much time that's going to take you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like it's really relevant that you bring up living in a share house because a lot of us in our 20s are living with other people. So we're having to manage the way other people cook, the way other people clean. And I know I've had plenty of housemates who like to leave stuff in the sink overnight and I've probably done that too. So I think like in our 20s, there's a lot more like, I guess, communication to consider because we are sharing this space with other people. But it's so true. You break it down and it really doesn't take that much time out of your day. And I know we all have that one chore, that one task that we just fucking hate doing. For me, it's folding my clothes after I wash them. And Jess, you've already uh, noted before that I have coat hangers that do not match. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to offend anyone with my mismatching coat hangers. You didn't offend I... me. It was just me trying to help you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I just like close the wardrobe and I just don't think about it. But no, I really like that. And I, so I've never timed myself to see how long it takes me to do something. Like I think often we can put so much weight on doing these things and, oh my God, I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to do 500 other things before I actually do it. But like you said about me getting my phone screen fixed, that's something that took five minutes and I felt so much better for it afterwards. But I guess it's just about having the repetitive behavior so that you can get in a good system with these things. And Jess, I would love to know, so do you think it's better to have one day a week, say your Saturday, where you spend a couple of hours doing a big clean over the whole house? Or would you recommend breaking that down into smaller tasks over the week? Both of those are correct. It it actually comes down to, like I mentioned earlier, your personality type like there's people who are great at building habits at you know having great routine and structure but routine for someone else might be doing a day where they have those big bursts and stuff as well um I do find though that people who say even like myself something I had to learn in my 20s that I would do because I've always been organized but I come through and I make big change and, and really big impact and declutters and clean out in these big spurts. But what I would do was I would be so over-enthusiastic and want to achieve the world that I would start in my bedroom and then I'd go out and I'd start ripping things apart in the utensil drawer in the kitchen and ranting at my roommate, like, oh, we have so much shit. Like, Meh. You know, and then before I knew it, I'd been doing things for like four or five hours and I was at, I had shit everywhere. And then I'd, I'd be, I could feel overwhelmed. And I was like, oh, I've created more mess. Because a lot of the times when you're working in a space and you're, you know, whether it's you're going through your closet or you are cleaning out your pantry and finding all the out-of-date food, you do get into that stage where it gets worse before it gets better. So that's where my biggest advice is to do one space extremely well and stay focused in that one space and almost keep revisiting it to really refine that before you then go to other spaces of your life. So you start your car. So when you said you took everything out of your car and you, you know, you cleaned everything out of it. So then I would say to like, is it due for a service? Does it need a good wash or, you know, for you to invest in maybe a little bit of an interior, exterior detail, you know, can we get you set up with a car pouch that's going to have like your favourite lip gloss, some deodorant, some other bits and pieces that you're going to need so that we just then go, you've already recognised, oh, my gosh, like I had all this stuff in here and stuff from when I was moving two years ago. But what can we do to really just get that, not just the clean up of you taking everything out of it, what can we do to really reset you and just get your car mint before you look at any other spaces of your life? Because that's where I feel you're going to have the most domino effect that if you really do one space well and you're feeling great in that space, that's when you will build those habits and that momentum for it to then impact and flow onto other areas of your life. And ultimately what I love is that when you're in that mindset, and you're really creating that momentum and you're seeing some weeks and months of the impact that it's making. And that can even come down to your finances. You know where everything is. So you're not buying things on a whim. So all of a sudden you've got a bit more money and you're, you know, 
you're not as stressed. So you've got an idea for something. So this is where that like can really domino and impact you long-term. You're like literally my fairy godmother right now. This is incredible. Um, so I love this so much. So wow, that it, it really does have a flow on effect. Like when your room is clean and when your space is clean, you genuinely feel on top of the world. And it's like, I can achieve anything. That's that's definitely how I feel. But wow, okay. Can you just come to Sydney, please? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also too then, you just find that when you are having your downtime, you're really enjoying your downtime. You're not having that that guilt of like, oh, I really should be doing this. And oh my God, like my bedroom's still a mess and I've still got like so much washing. And But yeah, it's just really slowing down to speed up first and go, what type of person are you? Are you someone that is going to do one hour a day of decluttering and cleaning to become more organized or are you someone that's like no when I'm when it's the work week I'm just in my headspace of work I'm not thinking about this Saturdays is going to be my day I'm going to carve out from nine to one every Saturday and that's when I'm going to do it because then you're you're still going to see momentum and change in your life it's just you having to be self-aware of what is going to be more sustainable for you long term. I love that. I love how you're being so honest and like that it's it's really different for every person. There's not really a one size fits all approach when it comes to anything in life, really. Um, so we've spoken about physical spaces, but what about just generally being more organized in your life? Like I can imagine you've got some epic to do lists. Like I'm a Virgo, but I still feel like the most chaotic person ever. Like when I read my horoscope, if it's good, I'm like, yeah, that's me. But like if it's about being like on top of everything, I'm like, oh, not me. I must be something else. So how can we have more organization generally in our life, not just related to our physical space? I'm still learning a lot in this because I'm going, obviously I, I have a small business. I'm still working my Monday to Friday. I'm a mom. It's being honest in the moment. And I guess whether it's week to week or month to month, what are your priorities And what are you openly going to admit are your priorities and be accountable if you are disorganized in another area? So to give you an example for me, it was I'd had such a busy weekend in collectively organized and everything because I've been seeing clients for my business on the weekends and then I work for Typo Monday to Friday. I'm an area manager for Typo and I look after eight stores. So I've got a lot of team, a lot of tasks just coming at me. The best thing for being organized too, because once again, like I said in the beginning, it's not about being perfect. It's about wanting to be better and just be having a better life if you do drop the ball on something just be honest and accountable and then where does that work in your priorities to correct it or to get on top of it so that's where for me you know I had a team member that asked something for me to follow up for them and I'd they'd asked me on the previous Friday and I'd been in collectively organized all weekend and then they asked me again on the Tuesday and they were like oh did you do that for me and I went I'm just going to own it. I'm so sorry. And I didn't write it down, but I'm going to do that now. I'll follow it up for you. It's just having that being organized in your life is just being honest in your priorities and then accountable when you do drop the ball. But what are you going to do to correct it 
or to even safeguard against it happening again in the future. Amazing. Okay, so we spoke a little bit earlier about pantry porn. So if we want to achieve these hashtag pantry goals that we see all over Pinterest, TikTok and Instagram, what are some hot tips? Okay, first one, you've got to go to Kmart and get yourselves some turntables. I'm all about a turntable for your condiments, your spices and keeping those things at eye height, the things that you're grabbing for all the time, salt and pepper, barbecue sauce, like they need to live in a turntable at eye height. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The other one is being realistic in the kitchen about where those items are versus the activity that you need them for and it being adjacent to. So an example for me is that on the weekend, I did a pantry for a family. It was a corner pantry. And then to the left was the stove and the oven. And then to the right they had on the bench was the toaster and the kettle. So I literally split that corner pantry in half visually in my mind. And I set up all of the cooking items, like a tub for pastas and rice and different cooking things, the turntables for the sauces, the spices. I set all of that up vertically down the left-hand side because when they're cooking, they're going to be going between that space and being able to grab it easier. But then on the right-hand side, I zoned it that it was breakfasts, beverages and snacks down there because that was going to be in line with like where the tea and coffee machines were and that they were reaching for that so I always say look at your adjacencies and your categories and to make sure that they're in a really convenient space but yes just love me a turntable I swear I'm going to have that on a t-shirt one day (laughs) it's going to be like collectively organized merch is quote love me a turntable (laughs) or even just your own turntable coming 2022 yeah yeah don't worry I've got my ideas on what they really should if I could perfect the Kmart one like that bit more (laughs) okay so we've got we've zones within your pantry yes so what about if you're in a share house and say everybody has a different shelf or a different cupboard how do you manage okay so if you're very passionate about having your zone organized and being on point but then everyone else around you is chaos what what do you do Well, you mentioned it before, Star, that in a share house, the biggest thing is communication and then expectations, I think. And because I did um, several years in share houses and it really, yeah, communication versus an, an expectation. So is it going to be that, are you the one that cooks So do you negotiate and communicate that you're going to take up the majority of your pantry because your two roommates are ordering Uber Eats six nights a week? So do they even give a shit that you're going to take over the pantry? Like these are the things you need to establish as well. Or have you got, you know, 
the roommate that's, you know, having muscle chef food, you know, in the fridge and really only needs a shelf for his protein powders. Like these are the things that talking through your lifestyle, communicating what's going to work and how you are going to share those spaces and who has their own zones and being realistic too around so say you know your roommate's quite tall is your roommate happy to have the top few shelves whereas you know you're five three or five two so you get the bottom few shelves and things like that so what these are all things that you can communicate and come into that just makes living together easier as well I would literally never have even considered that, like how someone's height can contribute to where. That is so smart. Wow, this is this is why we pay you the big bucks, Jess. This is why you're, you've got the business. Well, it's actually something I have to take, I take into account in a lot of homes because husbands can be, you know, most taller than wives. So it's always like, you know, the man's sort of supplements and stuff are up a bit higher, whereas I make sure like, you know, her items are a bit lower and stuff like that. It makes such a difference. And also too, because when you're really taking into account those factors and communicating about that, whether it's your zones for adjacencies for an activity or taking into account um, frequencies that a person in the home or their attributes of why you're delegating that space, it's going to be more sustainable as well. And it's showing so much respect for the other person and consideration. You're already off on the right foot then that you're considering these attributes about each other. So you're going to be living more harmoniously anyway. That's amazing. Okay. I'm just going to go, I'm just going through my house and thinking, what are my biggest problem areas? Okay. What about under the sink cleaning products? Like I will have to post a photo in the Facebook group of what under our sink looks like. And we've just kind of like my husband and I have just kind of refreshed it, but I open that and I'm like chaos. Like I went to put the dishwasher on before. I don't fucking know where the dishwashing tabs are. Cause I don't know in the abyss, all the plastic bags are coming out. Like does it is it also similar to the pantry where having zones and everything is important because we try and put we try to not leave many things on the kitchen bench top because it looks messy so how do you tackle the beast that is under the sink <laughs> yeah so a lot of the times i find people are keeping things under the sink that probably shouldn't necessarily even mingle in there so whether it's um, the things that you're going to keep in the laundry even. So having a look honestly at those chemicals and the cleaning stuff, do, does everything need to belong under there or are some of those items actually better stored in your laundry cupboard or your laundry area? Um, is it a home utility item that might even be able to be rezoned in your like shared linen cupboard area? So you're just kind of having a look because it's such a small space really all you should be keeping underneath your sink is your immediate cleaning products that you're using. Yeah. Your dishwasher tabs or dishwasher stuff. So things to clean your dishes, uh, some sponges and some garbage bags. It's about it. Everything else, even like people that have been storing like their shopping bags and stuff underneath there. It's like, take, take those items away you know, collate to, say, the bottom of your pantry if you can or, um, you know, do you guys need to actually divvy those bags up and, you know, you keep half in your car for when you go shopping, like keep half in your boot and your roommate keeps the other half in 
her boot to get them out so that you know you have bags with you when you go to the shop so it's those kinds of questions to really just really think about okay we're under the sink so what are you doing near the sink you're cleaning and you're washing you're cleaning dishes that should really be all you keep under there I feel personally attacked by that. I never remember my bags when I go shopping. I never do. <laughs> Fuck, that is, oh my God. Guys, if no one listens to this episode, I am learning so much. I, but I know, I hope you guys will learn some stuff too because I will have to make a video because I just feel like I'm going to just overhaul my life after this. Obviously, I'm going to be realistic about my time management, but I feel so inspired and there is so much shit under that sink. And like I said, we've just refreshed it as well. So like, well, I, I don't know. I might even change my whole account to just cleaning because I'm going to have so much to do after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but just do one at a time and do it well. <laughs> do it really well. Okay. Another problem area that I think is super relatable for a lot of people. Cause I've spoke, I feel very passionate about how much I hate putting my washing away. When you do your washing, I feel like what a lot of people do, myself included, is you do your washing, you're all inspired in that moment and then it dries and it sits in the basket or for me, it goes onto my bed and then I have to go to sleep and I can't be fucked putting it away. So I push it on the floor or I put it on a chair. There's always that one random chair in the room that just collects stuff. So what are your recommendations for tackling that? Uh, I think once again, I'm gonna give the same advice when I was talking about the kitchen is it's like considering it depends obviously on how many loads of washing that you've done and what you've got there. But I would start to really wrap your head around on how fast your folding technique is and how long of an exercise are we really talking here? Because the thing with you putting it on your bed, like it's actually really good because you're not even going to need to run it around the house. You've got it on the bed. You're right there in your room. So it's like, quickly pluck your categories like don't go one item at a time so you know get all your undies first deal with all your undies get them away in the drawer all right pluck out now that the things that you're going to hang up get all of those out do that item in bulk so I feel like it's like deal with it in categories and be aware of how fast of a folder slash hanging up technique you have <laughs> And I think once you wrap your head around that and just really get in that, you won't, once again, you won't procrastinate it as much that it, you'll put it off. And I feel like the momentum that you'll probably build too is that you're going to start seeing so much clearer in so many other spaces that it won't bother you to do your clothes because there's not going to be as much around that's annoying you or that you're like getting distracted by. So you'll be able to put your clothes away better so that's the thing when you really identify what your personal pitfall is is that if you're really making these differences in your space and in how you're approaching your life as well those things that used to you know you really used to procrastinate you really used to hate you become time aware you become more aware and you, you actually don't hate them as much anymore I'm not going to say I'm not promising them you'll love them you're never going to love them but you just won't hate it as much. <laughs> 
And make sure you get matching coat hangers as well. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Please do. Because you know what? I've got like half of the wooden ones, which are really bulky. And then these other really slim line, like felt ones. And I know I look at them and I'm like, I hate these. So maybe uh, Santa, if you're listening, can you please get me some matching coat hangers for Christmas? Because that would be amazing. But Jess, thank you so much for coming on the potty today. Wow. I have learned so much. And I know that all of our listeners will have learned as well. And if we want to find you on socials or on your website, where can we find you? So at collectively underscore organized um, and I do offer virtual organizing sessions as well so I have a website collectivelyorganized.com.au as well so if you want any virtual or in-home services book in through the website guys just post the most amazing content on her Instagram as well like just so many little pockets of wisdom on there too so please go and check it out Jess thank you so much for coming on the potty today Thanks for having me, Star. I don't know about you guys, but I am going straight to Kmart after that chat. I am so inspired to now go and get my fucking shit together. And I hope that you learned something too. Wow, what an absolute queen. Guys, as Jess mentioned, I will... You can find her on all of her links that she mentioned, but I will also put them in the show notes as well. So you can reach out if you need absolutely anything at all. Come into the Facebook group and let's show what are we working with? Like I'm going to post my pantry in there and I really want to do a time lapse video of me sorting that all out because I just feel like it will be so fucking satisfying to watch. Like I personally love watching all of those videos. I'm just like, oh, why is it so satisfying to see that? So guys, what are you working with? What did you learn from today and what area of your house? are you going to apply this knowledge to or do you just have any other thoughts to share with the class as always you can find us in the relatable podcast facebook community and if you did enjoy today's episode make sure you chuck it up on your story and tag me i will be back in your ears next week guys and i cannot wait hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.